This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Registration is open for returning teams for the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Your chance to register is coming up soon if you're not part of a returning team and there's spots available. John Markham has all the details of this big event next. Plus, we'll head over to the Walker area for our latest Lake of the Week. Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it is that time of year. We start getting geared up for the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic, uh, brought to you by Acme Tools, Milwaukee Tools, and Honda Power Equipment. We've got John Markham, who has been recruited for the last few years to be the uh, the head of the tournament. So has it been a good gig for you so far, John? Well, we're getting the, we're getting the hang of it. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, we, it's been uh, an interesting run. Of course, we had a COVID year and then we uh, and then we had our anniversary year and last year uh, we were back to what we called normal. And normal is 100 teams and a $12,500 first prize. And I'm assuming that's what we're looking at in 2023. That's correct, Kev. Yep. Uh, last year, uh, in case you hadn't heard, um, the we donated one hundred and four thousand six hundred seventy-one dollars to eleven nonprofit organizations from our efforts. Efforts, and uh, yeah, and that puts you lifetime over a very special number. Yeah, we we broke the million dollar mark. So uh, we were. Uh, so far, to date, Krauss Anderson and the Knights of Columbus have donated $1,033,000, a little bit more than that, um, to um, yeah, our, our Bemidji area nonprofits. All right. And, uh, and of course, we're going to add to that this year. Uh, we are in the midst of registration now for the remaining, for, the, for teams that were in it last year. They have until. Um, February 28th to have an exclusive chance to sign up, right? Right. Yep. All 100, 100 teams that participated last year, if you're an intact team, so both you and your partner are going to fish it again this year, um, you have through the month of February to uh, to sign up. Uh, many, many teams have signed up so far. And um, and then if you, uh, you lost your partner, your partner is not going to be able to fish this year, um, then uh, 
registration for if you fished it last year and you have a new partner um, begins March 1st through March 7th. And then um, on March 8th, we're going to open it up to new teams that want to join the festivities. Until you hit that 100T mark. Right. Yep. Okay. And it up closes down. But even if you get to it and the tournament is full, still put your name up because um, in the la- every year we have a few that few teams that are aren't are unable to fish it, and uh, so there's a wait um, waiting list that uh, you can sign up for then too. All right. I know some of the other things we talked about. Uh, you know, the raffle will be coming soon. Uh, probably in March, we'll start seeing that boat out and about. Uh, and we'll have a chance to start buying raffle tickets. You will. Ray's Marine once once again has graciously uh, donated a boat. Um, this year um, we're we're bigger and better than ever. Um, this year we're donating or er, uh, Ray's has donated a 2023 Lund 1650 Angler Tiller this year uh, with a 50 horse Mercury motor, um, a Shorelander trailer, um, and then um, we have a. Tarova 55 PD iPilot trolling motor and a Hummingbird Helix 7 mega down imaging um, that we're doing. So the the boat motor, the whole package, $31,775 is the value of that. Wow. And it, and the raffle ticket's still going to be 10 bucks a piece? $10, yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And, and we'll have it at Lucan's. Uh, Northwoods Bait and Tackle and uh, Ace Hardware. Um, and there, you'll see it in other places around town, too. Yeah, we'll St. Philip's Church. We'll keep you updated on the air with it and, uh, and of course, on uh, social media as well, where, where it's at and where you can get tickets. And now all the raffle tickets also go to charity as well, correct? Right. Most of the proceeds um, for our beneficiaries come in the in the way of the raffle. Mm-hmm. So when you're donating, most of that money is coming back to the community again. So keep that in mind. All right. Well, one of the uh, exciting things that has changed tournament fishing is, speaking of electronics, apps and uh, and the way we do tournaments and the way we do weigh-ins. We have been doing that now uh, the last three years. This will be the fourth year, I believe, of uh, or is it the third year of, uh, uh, of an app-based weigh-in. Right. Well, it, yeah, the one year we didn't have it, so right. it was supposed to happen then. And then, yeah, so so this will be the third year of actually using the the app-based uh, measuring um, measurements. Yep. For those of the, who are, are going to be in the tournament or thinking about it, it will be the uh, Fish Donkey app again. But we have changed things up. This There's a big change coming to the way this tournament has historically been run. So tell us about that. So, um Twenty-some years ago when Krauss Anderson did it, um, it was a live weigh-in. Um, so um, in order to, to um, be able to fish it with and stay within the rules of the DNR, MISO DNR, um, we had two fish over 20 inches and three fish under 20 inches per team is how we judged it. So going forward this year, we've changed that a little bit. Um, we are going to the... We're going to judge the the best team by the longest six walleyes caught. So that's going to be a little different this year. So longest six walleyes um, will win the tournament this year. And again, because we're doing it app based, because they will take the picture 
and uh, haven't verified and put the fish back in the water. That's why you can do that. It's not a weigh-in. You're not hauling six uh, six above the slot fish in for a weigh-in, and right. so you can just go that way. And that should make things really, really interesting. Right. Yeah. Guys are going to be able to go out there and get on a big school and and do well that way. So yep. Um, and you know, uh, so we had his. The, the first couple of years using the app, we had tried to maintain the old rules. It just, this I think is a, a little bit more seamless. And it also, it'll, it'll, it'll be a whole, it'll be a different way to play the game. And for people who have been in the fishing tournament a long time, it might be a fun change for them. It might be, yeah. We've had a lot of really positive um, angler support on this decision. And um, we reached out, well, when we were looking at the options, uh, a lot of anglers had had voted, had told us that this is how they want to want to move forward. So this is kind of what we're going to do this year. Okay. So uh, March 1st, if you were in the tournament last year, but you have to have a new partner this year, you've got a one-week window to get registered. And then is it 8 a.m. March 8th? 8 a.m. March 8th. Yep. You go to the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, the website. Um, you would then click on the top right-hand corner, and create a uh, username and a password, and that allows you to enter and pay all online and all that. Yep. Okay, so circle March 8th, 8 a.m. on your alarm. Get in and see if you can get in that uh, group if there's some spots still available by then. Um, and, and again, for those who have not done this before, what, what is the cost to be in the tournament? Cost is four hundred and eighty dollars per team, and then there is a uh, a sign up fee of, of um... no. There's an additional sign up fee. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it comes to four ninety seven. Oh, okay, four ninety seven ten. Okay, is, is the total is, cost is the total for... cost with all the service fees and all of that. Okay. Well, I tell you what, John, I, I've enjoyed being more involved in the in the committee the last. Uh, couple of years I, I just uh, think the knights of columbus is a great organization and uh, they have tackled this the last uh, many years and and they have done a truly tremendous job and uh, uh i'm just looking forward to this year's event it's going to be a lot of fun and i think we're going to have a great show uh as we continue to work on things here in the off season right kev thank you so much for all your assistance and being on the committee um we got a new uh fun um, we're adding things to our event on June 10th. Um, so at about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock on June 10th, Saturday, June 10th, is the weigh-in. Um, and uh, um, there's going to be a lot of fun going on there. So come on down to Lakefront, June 10th. And we'll get more details later on, John, but uh, I think uh, we're planning on a big uh, tournament for those who can't be in the fishing tournament. Right, yeah. Uh, so the Boy Scouts are uh, going to put on a... Uh, cornhole tournament uh, underneath the big tent at noon um, until uh, that's over with. So uh, yeah, plan on coming down, getting your, if you're not fishing, come on down and play some cornhole. And um, there'll be uh, lots of festivities for the kids and everyone in your family. So it's uh, really going to be a family event down there. All right, that's John Markham. He heads up the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic with the a host of other very, very great people. It's going to be a lot of fun on June 10th. John, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Kevin. Up next, we head over to the Walker Area Fisheries Office to find out about the latest Lake of the Week with Doug Schultz. 
I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Kev Jackson needs all the help he can get. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu It's time to find out about our latest Lake of the Week with Doug Schultz from the Walker Area Fisheries Office. Lake of the Week Day, Lake of the Week Day, Lake of the Week Day, Holy Cow! Doug, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, Kev. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Ponto, a lake that is kind of over towards Bacchus and uh, the Longville area. Uh, just kind of in the middle of a whole bunch of different lakes. Uh, and that one is one that, uh, like I said, it's in the middle of a bunch of different lakes, but it's it's loaded with the, all the fish we want to catch, including walleyes. Yeah, that, that's got a little bit of everything in it. And, uh, you know, one that if you're going for the first time, definitely pack the full full tackle box. You never know what's going to be biting best that day. Uh, Pono's a, about a 400-acre lake east of Bacchus. Uh, has a max depth of 60 feet and about four and a half miles of shoreline. Um, vegetation on the fringes and the lake's pretty well developed in this case. Actually, the only public ownership on the lake is the, the little sliver that we have the public access on on the southeast corner. Um, and despite that development, the lake has exceptional water uh, clarity. Uh, it's usually around a 20-foot secchi depth, so... Uh, day bite for species like walleyes, which you mentioned, you know, it can be pretty tough. Probably more of a vegetation type of bite in the daytime. And generally, it's a pretty good bass panfish pike lake, you know, moderate walleye population. And actually, Kev, we were in there this last summer, so this is really hot off the press. Okay, yeah. And the thing with, and I, um, I have a, a, a report from 2018, so you obviously have even newer. Um, but at that time, you know, you were getting three and a half walleyes a net, uh, and it was an average weight of 2.39 pounds. So that's good, healthy walleyes. Yeah, this one is usually in that three to five fish per net range for walleyes. It actually, we were just under three fish per net uh, this last summer. Okay. And, um, you know, Lake is supported, uh, previously was supported entirely by reproduction. Uh, and, and actually some of the high catch rates we had historically, seven, eight fish a net where the product is a pretty strong year class is being produced. Uh, the most recent one being in 2005. Um, we had a private fingerling stocking in 2006 that did okay, and then we started stocking fingerlings in 2008. And it's generally been on a, a even year schedule since. I think one reason for that little dip uh, there in the catch rate is we didn't get any stocking done in 2020 due to pandemic. So we made that up last fall. Uh, so we had a little bit of a gap in there. Um, you know, this is, uh, stocking's kind of been working so-so out there. This is one we'll probably take a hard look after the next survey in about three years and, uh, make a decision whether or not we stick with fingerlings or maybe give fry a shot because we never really have in that lake. Is this a lake that, uh, a lot of people visit or is it a lake primarily used by the people who live on it? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, you know, I mentioned it's pretty well developed, so it sees quite a bit of local use and, uh, the access isn't real big. There's only room to park a couple of three rigs down there. So I, I don't think it, it fills up like some of the other small lakes, bigger parking areas would, but it, it sees a fair amount of pressure. Okay. 
One of the uh, things that's uh, good to see that this lake also does not uh, appear to have any AIS, at least uh, from the report I have in front of me. Yeah, and that's still the case. None, uh, none that we're aware of yet. You know, folks are encouraged if they think they find something, at least take a picture of it and shoot us an email, and we can do our best to identify it, or, or preferably if you're able to bring a sample in, that's even better. I think, uh, you know, the various... Uh people I talk to, I think most people are really trying to stop it as best they can. It's a tough thing to do, and it's sometimes you, it just, you, you feel defeated when you keep hearing this lake and that lake and that lake have it, but if you do a, you know, a full survey, the vast majority of water in Minnesota still doesn't have AIS in it. Yeah, still a still majority, and that's you know why the effort has is, is remained as high as it has, and you know, credit to the counties uh, as well with uh, SWCDs, for example, uh, picking up some AIS inspection programs and helping increase the effort for for public education and awareness. You know, this is preventable. Uh, we we very much are. This is very much a self-inflicted problem. And you know, this has, depending on what invasive species gets into a system, uh, pretty significant implications for food web changes. And when we start altering the food web, we start altering which species come out on top. So, you know, in a zebra mussels are a great example where smallmouth bass seem to do really well after zebra mussels uh, become established and, and the water clarity increases. Conversely, walleyes tend to be a low-light feeder, um, do best in lakes with 6 to 12 feet secchi depth, roughly. Um, that water clarity shifts to about 20 feet, 22 feet in some cases. There's less preferred habitat for walleyes, more preferred habitat for smallmouth bass, obviously referencing in, as a general here a system where you'd have both. And, you you know, the, the way fish distribute within the system shifts. And um, from a management perspective, you know, there's limits to what we can and can't do about those sorts of things. And, and I would think... Um you know, the types of lakes we feature on Lake of the Week, the, the smaller lakes were the ones you could see uh, changes come really rapidly because there's not nearly as much water. Yeah, I mean, volume and, and, and area and size are, are a big part of that equation. So you're definitely spot on with that, Kev. It's, it can happen pretty quick in smaller bodies of water. Well, if our lake or if our boat is completely clean and we're good to go and we want to check out Ponto, how do we get on the lake? From Bacchus? Go east off of State Highway 371 on the State Highway 87 and continue for eight miles and then turn north on the State Highway 84 towards Longville and go another mile and then turn north again, which will be left on the Pondo Lake Road and access will be right there on your left on the southeast corner of the lake. It's it's uh, Lake Ponto or Ponto Lake. I'm not sure which way they go with it, but it is our Lake of the Week. And Doug Schultz from the Walker Area Office has all the details. Doug, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kev. That's it for this time. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here today. Again, don't forget, through February 28th, if you were a team last year in the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, you have exclusive rights to get re-registered. Uh, starting on March 1st, it'll be anglers from last year who have a new teammate for this year. And then if there are any spots available starting March 8th at 8 a.m., your chance to get registered. Just go to kcwalleyeclassic.com for all the details and take care of business. Bob Barnier. Country! Country!